Hey, Nelson, alcoholic addict. That's not my real name. That is a pen name that I came up with for this anonymous newsletter. I am an alcoholic and an addict, that's for sure, though. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that kept me drinking and drugging for a while is that I would evaluate myself with no outside input. And I would evaluate my drinking and drugging by thinking about how much I did it and what happened when I did. What I should have been thinking about is when I didn't drink and drug. And what I mean by that is I would have an internal assessment that went something like this. This is my inner voice. I would say to myself, well, I'm not addicted to anything. I, like, I'm not physically addicted because I drank some on Monday and Thursday of this week. And I did a bunch of painkillers on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and I took all those muscle relaxers on Tuesday and I took Wednesday off because I was so hungover. So I can't be an addict if I'm not physically having any kind of withdrawals from a certain substance. And plus I took a day off. Like how many alcoholics or drug addicts take a day off, right? Well, where do I start with the problem areas of that self-assessment? <laughs> Cause there's a lot of problems with that. First of all, I drank some, I'm using air quotes around that phrase, I drank some. It's a common phrase that I've used many, many times before. And when I say I drank some, some was usually way more than I remembered. And I routinely recall opening up my refrigerator and looking and saying, like, what happened to all of my beer? And I would usually, I, I even thought sometimes, like, I wonder if someone's sneaking into my house and stealing it. And... <laughs> The truth is, no one broke into my house and stole 20 cans of beer, uh, but left the TV and the computer and everything else. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> and I would often think back to the night before, and I would minimize what I think happened, because uh, it was a blur anyway, right? I'd look back, and be like, I probably drank like, what, four or five beers, something like that. Truth was, I drank 12 to 15 beers, and... You can figure out that's who stole the beers. It was me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Uh, second part of that self-assessment that I described, it, the, the look at the schedule, right? Rotating between substances every other day just to be able to say you're not physically addicted to something, that's not good. Applauding yourself for taking one day off, not good. Applauding yourself for taking one day off that the only reason you took that day off was because you were so wrecked you couldn't get out of bed and you couldn't go to the liquor store. Also not good. Not good at all. And the third thing about that self-assessment that's problematic is I remember doing that sort of evaluation and giving myself enormous credit for things like not driving while I was drunk the night before or giving myself credit that I did most of my substance abuse away from everybody else so nobody was really affected or hurt by it. Uh, or I would give myself credit for like that. I hadn't been fired from work. I hadn't been arrested. These are pretty low standards to hold yourself to. Don't you think? Um, <laughs> but the biggest reason I wrote this today is because of a tweet that I saw from my recovering alcoholic. Um, she tweeted that she had had a medical procedure and she was, she had pain medication. She needed the pain medication, but she was struggling badly with the pain medication and, um, you know, I should say right up front that I have no opinion on whether other people should or shouldn't use pain medication after a medical procedure. That's between a person and their doctor. 
not me and the sponsor, I guess, your doctor, you're sponsoring you. Um, I know I probably should avoid at all costs pain medication if I can. And that's as far as my opinions go on the topic. I should avoid it. So, so this woman, she tweets that she has surgery. She has pain medication. She's struggling with it. And she tweeted that she was finding herself having a lot of pain, taking one painkiller, and immediately wanting to swallow more. Even like, I'm going to take the whole bottle. I'm going to take 10. I'm going to like, this is okay, but I want it to be better. And she said that she, but she hadn't, she hadn't done that. She said she, she just was sitting there obsessing. She couldn't stop thinking about it. And she wanted to know what to do. Um, so I, listen, I don't know that tweeting out to the world is probably the best place to get <laughs> get some help with that like maybe work with work with someone in a in a recovery program rather than random uh, anonymous people on twitter but whatever um she tweeted out she said what what should i do and what that reminded me was of the value of assessing your addiction issues by how you think and behave when you're not drinking and drugging i used to get in uh sucked into thinking that um I, I know a lot of people who drank too much sometimes and then they would end up puking and feeling hungover. And I thought, well, that's that, you know, okay, I guess it happens to all of us. That's how I, that's what happens to me. So maybe I'm just like Mike, Mike in the cubicle neck over, you know, like I'm just a regular guy. Th they were normal drinkers. So I must be too, right? If we're all sharing problem nights, the, 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 the issue is that like most people who talk like that, that happens to them once a month. This happened to me like 25 times a month. So that's problem number one with that. The other difference between normal drinkers and people like me are the days when they do not drink. Because like I've heard people say like, oh, I for, you know, I just didn't even think about going out. I should have gone out this weekend. They, they like forgot <laughs> that, <laughs> that they could have gotten blasted every night because it was the weekend. If, the, if you're saying that, that's probably good news. You're probably a normal drinker. Um, if you spent the entire week waiting for the weekend so that you could go crazy the minute that Friday night begins and your whole body is obsessed counting down the minutes, that's not good news. <laughs> you, you might be a friend of mine, if you know what I mean. So anyway, that tweet reminded me of how blatant my addiction issues are when I'm not, – not when I'm puking, not when I'm overdosing. It reminded me how blatant my addiction issues are when I am white knuckling it, stone cold sober, but counting down the minutes till I can do something I want to do when I'm plotting and planning and salivating. Those are the times when it's so obvious that I have a problem. And it used to be drugs and alcohol. Sometimes it's caffeine or other things these days. Um, and in those situations, yes, it helps to figure out how much you drank how often you do it and then ponder whether you have a problem. That's certainly helpful. Um, those are some of the questions in the big book uh, that if you're wondering if you're an alcoholic, I think there's 25, 20 or 25 questions. Um, those are some of the, the quantity things are part of it. But I'll tell you, man, if I ever counted the number of obsessive thoughts about the second I could pick up something and use it to escape, it would be ridiculous. And um and really proof of like, wow, I'm just, uh, I'm addicted, you know? And so I'm just so glad I don't have to live like that anymore. Thanks for letting me share.